Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm. Today, we have some bad news to talk about. Um, whatever the opposite of like a, of Christmas coming early is, is what happened with Christian Gonzalez last night. Uh, he announced that he's entering the transfer portal. Just a brutal, brutal blow for the Buffs. Um, and that's, that's going to be mostly what we talk about today. Um, before we get into that, though, one quick note. Uh, USC just canceled its first conference basketball games. Those games are scheduled or were scheduled for next weekend, um, the weekend of New Year's. That's obviously when Colorado starts its conference schedule. I just bring this up because USC also had to cancel its game on December 21st for COVID. Um, that, that was when... Their cancellations started. They've already canceled through that weekend. And just because there's a chance that Colorado's looking at a pretty similar timeline because they did have to cancel their first game that same day, um, something worth keeping an eye on. And if I had to guess, I'd say that you probably don't see the Buffs play those games, but I don't have any inside information or anything there. Um, that's just uh, the, the, the vibe that I get when I mean, you just look at what's up with the buffs and uh usc as well um back to christian gonzalez uh this this has kind of been coming for a couple days um i mean we've been talking about it for a long time right in these off-season previews what's the one thing you don't want to see happen christian gonzalez leaves and you know i've been pretty firm in my stance that you probably want to see 10 12 guys probably leave open up scholarships and there's probably 10 or 12 guys on the roster who you don't want to see as part of that group. Um, Christian Gonzalez is probably the top of the list. If you want to put Brendan Rice up there, you could probably put Brendan Rice up there. Um, but there really isn't much competition. I mean, Christian Gonzalez is a lockdown cornerback. He's a true NFL prospect. He grew significantly from year one to year two to the point where he didn't just have tools. He was a really, really good corner out there, a corner that teams didn't want to throw at. Um, I mean, again, I, it's not to be dramatic, but this is kind of the worst-case scenario, right? This is the one thing you really didn't want to see happen this offseason is Christian Gonzalez leave. Um, when Demetrius Martin left for Oregon a couple days ago, obviously the door kind of opened. That was Wednesday that news broke. Um Christian made his announcement at about 10 o'clock last night, Thursday night. It's not good. It's not good. 
Um, on the Demetrius Martin stuff, you know, there was a tweet. I should let me see who this was. Um, came out this morning or late last night. It was at a weird time. Now that I think of it, um, three fifty-five a.m. Uh, this morning from Solomon Wilcots, who is on uh, the Sirius, Sirius XM NFL radio station. Um, here's the tweet. He said, facts. Uh, the Buffs made every attempt to retain coach Demetrius Martin, offered contract extension, a significant raise, an increased role and title. In the end, he chose to leave for personal reasons. See, so was not blindsided or surprised. Um, from what I've heard, that's right on. I've also heard that he uh, was actually offered a longer deal. Um we uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about the the few coaches who were under contract in 2021 on multi year deals that extend through 2022. There's Chris Wilson. There's I guess Darren Cheverini was on that list too before he was fired. Um, there was uh, the tight ends coach Brian Cook and the inside linebackers coach Mark Smith. Well, the Buffs did try to sign Demetrius Martin to a two year deal before the season. And he had no interest in that, took the one-year deal. And I also heard that he, he could have made more money sticking with the Buffs than he will make at Oregon. So, again, if, if somebody has those ideas, and I mean, just to put the pieces together there a little bit, I mean, his son is a four-star recruit. His son has it narrowed down, it seems like, with, honestly, Colorado and Oregon being right up there. If you're Demetrius Martin and you want to coach your son, and your son wants to go to Oregon, and Oregon's offering you a job, I mean, the stars are kind of aligning, right? And I don't know that that's what happened, but it would kind of add up, right? Like, that would kind of be the missing piece that would make it all make sense. Like, there's there's a motive. Um, so that obviously happens Wednesday. That stings. And we talked about this more yesterday, um, but... I mean, that's uh, that's one of your best recruiters. That's uh, a coach who, you know, we talk about Christian Gonzalez growing a lot from year one to year two. Maybe that's just him figuring things out. More likely, though, he's getting some good coaching. Yeah, Makai Blackman saying that uh, Demetrius was the best coach he ever had. Um, not the kind of guy you want to lose. But, again, this is one of those situations where you flash back to what Carl Durrell said um, at the signing day press conference Basically, that he wants to find coaches who want to be here. That he was burned at UCLA uh, after the Rose Bowl season where six of his nine assistants went to the NFL and he had to rebuild that staff and he just couldn't get that much talent again. Well, now he wants to find guys who want to stick around and Demetrius Martin obviously is not one of those guys. He has other things on his mind, and, and he has every right to do that. You know, if, if you're a coach, you should be trying to figure out how to get to, you know, NFL head coach is the top job, and then you just climb the ladder as high as you can and make more and more money or whatever, and he thought this was the best step, and you can't blame him for that. Um, but it is one of those situations where you say, ah, does suck, and makes a little bit more sense why Carl might be looking for somebody who will show that they want to stick around. Um, real quick, I guess, before we get back to Christian, um, the the one 
obvious name that that bounces around who could be a replacement for Demetrius is Greg Brown. Um, he's currently on the Buffs staff. Let's see, what does he try and remember? Let me actually check. Ah, they just have him listed as a volunteer assistant. Um, so there you go. But uh, the the point is, he, he's a 64 year old coach, Colorado native. He's coached all sorts of different places. Um, he's I and mean, wow, just reading through this, the Denver Gold. He was a DB's coach in 1983, um, but since then, DB's coach at Wyoming, Purdue, Colorado, the Atlanta Falcons, San Diego Chargers, Tennessee Oilers, uh, San Francisco 49ers, Atlanta Falcons. Um, coach with the Saints, who's DB's coach at Colorado again, and then Arizona, who was co-defensive coordinator. Then at Colorado for two years. I think those were the Ember years. He was uh, the the defensive coordinator at Colorado. Uh, DB's coach at Bama. DB's coach at Louisville. Corners at Missouri. DB's at Auburn, and then corners at Purdue for two years, leading up to uh, the 2021 season when he came back as the volunteer assistant at Colorado. Now, at this point in his career. Wouldn't be surprised if he isn't looking for more responsibilities than volunteer assistant. But, you know, he's obviously worked with some really great football players at Colorado. And, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, he's the worst case scenario, right? And in terms of worst case scenarios, Greg Brown, that's a good worst case scenario. That man has worked with really good football players all over the place. Um, it almost feels wrong to call that a worst case scenario, but if if he's in the building and you can give him that job, that that's solid. That's solid. So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, again, you'd have to think that at this point, Carl's main priority is just filling out this coaching staff, and uh, you know that should be done what by mid January at the latest. Wouldn't be surprised if it's done in the next week or two. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's dig into Christian Gonzalez. First though, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, they make so much of what we do possible. They do really great work and, uh, they've got some awesome promotions going on for Christmas. So right now, if you're a new user, you can bet on any NBA game. You pick a team to win, you bet $5 on them. And then, if you're right, you win $150 in free bets. It's a great deal. The return on investment is massive. That's 30 times your money. Again, all you got to do is use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, bet $5 on any NBA team, and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. Plus, if you're already a DraftKings Sportsbook user, you can get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everybody gets a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So make sure you use promo code DMVR when you sign up this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-522. 4,700. And uh, let's get DraftKings pick of the week in here too. Um, I feel like I should give out a bull pick, but I've just been staying away from betting on those. It seems dangerous, honestly. 
Uh, so I'm just not really touching any of those because every team is just going through weird circumstances. All of them haven't played in weeks. Most of them are missing some good players. Some are missing coaches. Who knows what all these factors lead out to? I guess if anything, I'd take the points whenever you see them. Um, Broncos on the road against the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Raiders minus 110. It hurts me to do it, but the Broncos with Drew Locke, there's just too many paths to, to losing, and we saw what the Raiders did to him last time. Um, I don't want to talk anymore about it. The Broncos, the DraftKings pick of the week, Raiders beat the Broncos minus 110. I'm a broken man. Also, want to remind you guys about Sexy Pizza. Um, there's no Broncos tailgate this week, obviously, because the uh, Broncos are in Vegas. But when they get back, I guess they're not back again till the Kansas City game on the 9th. Um, but there will be a tailgate there where we're going to give you free sexy pizza. It's seriously great stuff. Um, they've got all sorts of different toppings. They've got gluten-free options. They've got vegetarian options. Uh, you really can't go wrong. And you should check out the reviews because they're very highly regarded in the Denver community. They've actually been around here for 13 years. It's as local as it gets. They're hand-tossed deck oven pizzas. They make their dough from scratch every morning. Um, all you got to do, go to www.sexy.pizza. Check out their about page. You can figure out the different philanthropies that they have, uh, which is pizzas that different uh, nonprofits have put together. And if you buy that pizza, a portion of the profits go over there. Um, but, but they just have so much cool stuff going on. Make sure you check them out. Four locations in Denver. There's Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill. There's a new location in Trinidad, Colorado coming soon as well. Sexy pizza. Definitely go get some pizza. Um, one more ball. Uh, the people are what make ball so special. People at every level come into work each day and give 100% to accomplish their goals. Our production techs are the front line in our can-making operations. They directly impact the volume of production we run, the quality of the production we run, and are integral Oh, and are integral to our operations. Production technicians are also important because as their skills grow, they're able to move into even more mechanical roles. And here's the thing. If you are trying to become a production technician at Ball, the starting wage is twenty-seven thirty-nine per hour. Then, then you get the uh, potential to increase that um, six, twelve, and eighteen months. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant, and this plant is located in Golden. If you're interested in getting into this job. You can read the full description. You can apply at jobs.ball.com, search for Golden. And again, that's $27.39 as a starting hourly wage. Can't do much better than that. Um, again, text Golden to 77222. Seven, You'll get linked to open positions or go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. It's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. Okay. So, uh, Christian Gonzalez, I mean, what is there to say, right? Like, it really sucks. Every time that a pass is completed next year, you're going to think, oh, I wish it was Christian lining up out there. Who knows what would have happened? Um, you know, there, there aren't a lot of players who could really hurt the Buffs 
as much as Christian's departure did. Um, in fact, he may be number one on the list. I'm not sure who else the argument would be for. You know, Brendan Rice, maybe. But the truth is, Brendan hasn't been all that consistent, in part because of the quarterback play and the offensive line. But that's kind of the point, is that he's playing a dependent position. And Christian Gonzalez was somebody who just say, hey, go out there, defend this side of the field, and we're going to be in great shape over there. We can figure out the rest of this stuff on our own. Losing that piece, it's he's close to irreplaceable. Um, and I, that's kind of that, right? When you see completions next year, when the pass defense struggles in a game, it's going to be really easy to think, and it's going to come up a lot. What would have happened if Christian Gonzalez was out there? Um, if we're looking for silver linings, I mean, you, you've got a solid group of corners around him. Uh, that's probably the deepest position on the team. Uh, when when Christian Gonzalez was out there with Nigel Bethel and with Makai Blackman uh, before injuries hit, I, I mean, I would take that group of corners over anybody in the Pac-12. And I guess you might look to, like, Oregon. They had a pretty good group this year. Utah was kind of solid. Arizona State had some injuries, but they were pretty solid. Give me Colorado's. When those guys were healthy, they were locked down that first month or so of the season. Um, You get two of them back, probably. We'll we'll see what happens in the next couple days. You never know. Um, But losing Christian Gonzalez and having probably Nico Reed, Kalen Moore, uh, who knows? Maybe Joshua Wiggins is ready as a, as a true freshman. Having those guys step up, it's a downgrade. And it's absolutely going to be a downgrade. There's really no two ways about it. Christian Gonzalez is one of the best defenders in the Pac-12. But, I mean, it could be worse, right? It's not like you're losing a, a star offensive lineman because they're, I mean... We know what that offensive line was. At least you do have some more guys there who you're excited about, guys who you want to get more playing time for. Um, not not the, not the, a good trade-off still, but there's your little silver lining. Um, again, you had those three top guys last year who were as solid as anybody in the conference. You had the three true freshmen who filled out the rest of the, the six cornerbacks listed on the depth chart. Uh, Tyron Taylor wound up flick, flipping to safety late in the season. The way that they cross-train DBs, you could really see him go either way. I think it probably depends on what they see out of some of these true freshman corners this season. Um, are they? Do they want to put Josh Wiggins in right away? You know, they, they seemed excited to put Nico Reed in and Kalen Moore in, and when those guys got in, they played really well. But uh, still true freshman and that's a that's a very volatile position so we'll see how they handle all that where Tyron Taylor goes um, but I don't think this necessarily means like the buffs are going to be bad at cornerback it just means that this isn't going to be the and that that should have been the focal point of the team right the whole team you say what is the identity you've got these guys locking up receivers uh, last year, especially early in the year, they played man, I think, the most in the Pac-12. If not the most, then they were right up near the top. Um, but when you're when you're able to do that, and that means you can send more defenders, you can you can, or yeah, send more defenders blitzing, trying to pressure the quarterback. 
Um, they obviously helps in the run game as well. Or you can have your safeties sit back and play some deep zones and try to prevent big plays. Like there's just so much flexibility you get. Hopefully these corners are good enough that for the most part you can say, yeah, you guys can lock up who's across from you, and we don't have to worry about that. Because it just seems like defensively in particular, you start with your strength and then build everything else from there. You know, if you can, if you have a great four-man front and you can just trust those guys to get pressure, well then, yeah, you just drop seven in coverage every play and there's going to be seven guys covering their five skill position players and you have the numbers advantage right there. If you have safeties that you really like, then maybe you run like a cover two. You say each of you take half of the field back there. We'll have everybody else press up, play physical. We'll blitz some linebackers inside. Um, we'll, we'll use the strength that way. When you have corners, you say, okay, we're going man across the board. Um, and we'll send blitzers. We'll leave robbers in the middle of the field. We'll, we'll leave safeties high to, to just make sure that there are no big plays. Whatever. When you don't have a strength like that, that's when you can have some problems. And it'll be interesting to see what these DBs look like this season. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see Makai Blackman in really his final form, I guess. Um, he's, he's probably as good as Christian Gonzalez. Um, with the caveat being Christian has that length and he's only 19, and so what is he going to be this upcoming season with another year of growth and development? I mean, he's probably going to take a bigger step than Makai does. But Makai, and Pro Football Focus said that he was the best cornerback in the Pac-12 in 2020. Um, again, we, we use Pro Football Focus stats when we like what they say, and we say Pro Football Focus is dumb when they don't, and you don't want to fall victim to that, but hey, Today's the day where you got to look for some silver linings, and there's one right there. Nigel Bethel, I mean, he's he's getting close to kind of his final form, but he looked great. The ball finds him. You're going to need him to be picking off passes. Um, you know, without Christian Gonzalez out there kind of locking somebody up, maybe not so many balls thrown Nigel's way, but this is still a solid group. It's just not the... The, the superstar group, it's it's not the, the best group in the Pac-12 like it was before Christian left. It sucks that he left. Um, that's kind of the world we live in now is you're going to lose players every year, and all you can do is hope that you don't lose anybody who makes an impact on the field. Christian Gonzalez maybe makes the biggest impact on the team. So far to this point, the other transfers, they haven't really lost anybody you're too worried about. I think Jaden Simon, the defensive tackle, he's probably the only guy who look at and say he was going to be a contributor next year. And that's mostly because he was likely to be the fourth, fifth-ish, maybe sixth, probably fifth. I'd say probably the fifth defensive lineman in a rotation where there's usually three on the field. And so, yeah, you lose somebody who contributes or who would contribute, but, and again... You don't need to you don't need to freak out about it, right? If you want to freak out about Christian Gonzalez, can't blame you there. Can't blame you there. Uh again, it's about minimizing these big losses, guys who will really change the trajectory of the team. And if you're a team like Colorado, it's a lot tougher to afford it. You know, if if you're Alabama losing Christian Gonzalez, you say, Ah, that's too bad. Who's next? 
We probably got some five star waiting in the wings who's now going to play as a sophomore instead of a junior or whatever. I think uh I think that when you have I mean, how many real game changing players does Colorado have? You know, you look through the offense, quarterback, nobody's proven that. Running back, Jarek Broussard, but also, I mean, he slowed down a little bit last year. Um, do you do you call Brendan Rice a game changer just because of the traits, just because we've seen the flashes? I'm sure. Let's let's go with it. Um Brady Russell's close. Uh on the offensive line, I'm not sure that there's anybody. Um defensive line, Terrence Lang. He we he he hasn't broken out yet. You know, he hasn't put it all together yet. He's got to be close. He hasn't So you just look through this roster and there aren't a whole lot of those guys. There's 3, 4, 5 whatever. And when you lose one, it really hurts. And for a team like Colorado, is that going to change the number of wins this year? It could. It absolutely could. Um, the, the margins are slim. And the, the difference between somebody who is that caliber of player and his backup typically is going to be massive. You know, can Nico Reed break out? For sure. And I know that this is a program that's high on him. I know that... They're they're high on a bunch of these guys, and I do think that there's more talent here than uh, what the recruiting rankings would say. Uh, but it's the world you live in, and now you got to make up for it by going and getting some good players in the portal. I don't know that you look for a cornerback. I think that you probably say, let's use this scholarship elsewhere. Um, let's let's add one more lineman on either side of the ball, add an inside linebacker who can come in and compete, add a safety even maybe. Um, but at corner, I think you say, there's so many guys we probably want to get playing time to. Maybe maybe the risk of an injury, if you're sitting there and Makai Blackman goes down, we'll knock on wood for that. Um, and you got Nigel Bethel and these young guys. Maybe in that situation, you'd regret not going after a corner here. Um, and maybe that does make it worth it. You also get Chris Miller back, so where does he play? Is he still in the slot? Is he a safety? Who knows? I mean, you can't really, you feel for the guy because he's gone through so many injuries, but you can't really bank on him at this point just because he is typically injured. Um, yeah, time to make some noise in that portal. Uh, I, I don't think they add another quarterback. I think that. I mean, they have six on scholarship now, right? With Oki Salavea still, I mean, counting him as one of those six, although he could be no longer a quarterback sometime this spring. Um, that's probably as many as you want there. You just let him compete. Um, go after, you could probably go after a running back if, if there was somebody who meshes well, probably more of a power style of back, somebody who you like comparing with Broussard a little bit more. Um Maybe a receiver, but you're kind of stacked there. It'd have to be somebody really proven. I don't think you touch that. Um, tight end, you you probably could. You've got Brady there and some young guys you're excited about, but none of them have really proven anything. Again, in part because the passing game was so bad last year, so you don't get a real taste, but you could definitely go after a tight end. Offensive line. You, you add everybody you can get there. Defensive line, um, I, th I think it's similar. I don't. I mean, you don't necessarily need starters at this point, 
but you do need some depth because you do want to rotate these guys in, and those guys will all get banged out, uh, banged up throughout the course of the season. Um, inside linebacker, yeah. Outside linebacker, if there's a game changer, what they went after that is it Jared Verse from Albany, who I think is probably more of an outside linebacker than a defensive end for the Buffs. He put up like 15 and a half sacks in 12 games or something like that at Albany, which is FCS um, in a bad FCS conference. But I mean, you get somebody like that, you you gotta you gotta see what you can do, right? Um, look for safeties, look for all that. But just a tough day, just a tough day, and this is the world the Buffs live in, and. Until they become the destination, until they're the ones poaching these players from the rest of the Pac-12 or whatever, you gotta you gotta be able to handle the blows and see if you can bounce back by picking up some good prospects. A couple of drop downs from from SEC, for example. I guess they aren't really drop downs. Um, it just feels like it when they're coming from Bama and Georgia or whatever. Um, but then also find guys in the FCS ranks. Find guys in the G5. Um, there, there's a lot of talent in the portal, and somebody's going to figure out how to exploit it. I mean, what? It feels like 15% maybe of the guys in the portal are actually going to wind up finding another place to play football. You gotta. That, there's a surplus there. <laughs> you gotta find some good players, um, and that's where the buffs are. Sucks to see Christian Gonzalez go. Wish him the best. I think it's probably 50-50 he goes to Oregon. Maybe even a little better than 50-50. Um, I'm not willing to say it's a foregone conclusion, but uh, let's say 2-1. Eh, to one. There's a 2-1 two, two to one chance he's going to Oregon. Otherwise, I bet he goes SEC. Um, yeah. At least he was only going to be here one more year, right? Before he goes to the NFL. Uh, that's all I got for today. Hope you guys have a great Christmas, and we'll talk soon.